This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie The Matrix. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A cinema vention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinema Vention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Matrix, which my guest has seen before. Joining us from Sinewave Engineering and their new venture, Signal. Please welcome back Key Sign. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you so Yay. much for being here. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Um, I, I'm super excited, and I'm glad you finally got around to watching the movie. I know, man. Yeah, there's there's too many good movies, man. You know, we were talking about that uh, recently on the. Uh, I, I we just did Indiana Jones recently, and that's a big mm-hmm. franchise that I it took a long time to get to, man. So. Yeah, there's there's too many good movies out there, man. That's the problem. <laughs> but there hey, are, there are. But there hey, are. at least it makes for good content, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We'll have uh, um, lots of new episodes. So, absolutely. Uh, so before we talk about this movie, um, I like to go over uh, the stats of the movie real quick before we uh, get started here. Uh, so here we go. So The Matrix is available for rent or purchase on DVD and Blu-ray in physical stores and on all major internet distributors and is available to stream on HBO Max. Uh, The Matrix was released by Warner Brothers on March 31st, 1999. Uh, The movie was directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski and stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and Joe Pantalone... Wow. Pantelliano. Pantelliano. Yeah, that's a that's a tongue twister <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, the movie had a budget of 63 million and made 467.2 million in the theaters. Not not bad for a uh for this movie, man. Uh I can I could see why it hit that um in the box office. Um sign, uh let me ask you as I do all of my uh, guests, uh when did you see The Matrix for the first time? Can you recall? I absolutely can. I can almost recount almost every time I have seen um, the movie. Um, It was in about 2003 or so. Okay. When um, the sequels were um, starting to come out. Um, And, um, there was this talk of um, a revolutionary MMO that I was super, super into. Mm. And um, like, I got, I started getting into just like all of uh, the matrix stuff. And um, for those of you who kind of know me and um, um, where I'm from and everything and where sign came from Mm -hmm. um i was uh, i eventually ended up as a dj for the in-game radio station for um um 
the Matrix Online. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, which gave me a little bit of um, inside information. Oh, um, oh, so and, you have uh, you have information that perhaps uh, not very many yes. people would know. Hmm. Yes, yes. There's a lot of deep lore and information that um, that I have been privy to, and um, hmm. and I am. It's wiggly, but technically, according to the Wachowskis, my mm-hmm. character in the game is canon in the Matrix universe. What? Um, <laughs> and so that's that's my little that's my little trivia that I do all the time. And, Interesting. Um, okay. And so, the lot of us we ended up, you know, getting in good and learning a lot and becoming friends with like all of the developers who all had access to a very extensive story doc um, that. Um, really pieces a bunch of stuff together. So hopefully I can give you a little bit of that insight on the first movie today. Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. That's uh that's, that's a, that's amazing, man. And I'm that, I, I never knew that, man. That's, that's so that, that, that is amazing. And, and yeah, you, just like you said, there is so much lore when it comes to this movie. And um, just like in our uh, last episode, uh, last episode, I was talking about uh, the hunt for Red October and how there's so much um, story arc and it's like super hard to follow. And there's just a lot of information being thrown at you at once. Similar in that right. vein, uh, this movie is kind of the same way. And I had to watch this movie twice. And I think I have an understanding of the Matrix a little bit more than I did the first time I watched, I'm still kind of a little um, uh, lost at some areas, and uh, and of course, uh, sign I will uh, I will defer to you on those when we get to them later on in the show. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, but if I if I may sign, I'm going to do what I did last episode, and I'm going to try to explain in the very m- most simplest terms, like like you know, I'm just going to give a brief description of what I think the movie, this movie is. And you tell me if I'm off base here. So, sure. So, uh, so Neo has a special ability that the other members in the crew don't have. And therefore Morpheus uh, recruits him into the crew because he knows he can defeat the agents along the way. We learn more about how the matrix works, including the fact that Morpheus isn't necessarily the person who created the matrix, but is a mentor to the others. Now, of course there's way more nuance than what I just described, but am I getting it right? Am I getting the gist of it? Right. At least. So, so there's, there is a whole lot. And once you get to the other movies, you're going to end up getting a little bit more insight. So I'm not going to talk about that yet. Sure. Sure. But, um, sticking strictly to the first movie. Um, it's, Kind of, he does have um, abilities. I um, rough to say abilities, but he has sure. um, an insight and a view um, of reality mm-hmm. that the others kind of don't have to the same extent. Right. Uh, everybody effectively understands kind of the the big thing, which is. Um, 
what what's going on and it was a it was a very big thing back when the movie first came out when the first movie came out mm-hmm. um when it was in theaters the big thing in all of the marketing was what is the matrix they kept saying what is the matrix and they wouldn't say what the matrix was they wouldn't um go through uh anything and you would and- just see action scenes and yeah, and you in fact, they had um, they had a website at the very end. If you stuck around for the entirety of the credits, you saw at the very end that there was a website. And I don't, and I believe it's defunct now. Um, I don't believe it is um, available. You can access it via the mm-hmm. archive archive.org, I think, through the Wayback Machine. But that's the only way you can do it. But I noticed at the bottom of the, they had a URL that is whatisthematrix.com, which. Which it sounds like you, right. you weren't even supposed to know entirely what the Matrix was, even after watching the movie, right? Well, uh, you 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 can know and sure. you do understand because that's kind of the point. Um, you do learn what the Matrix is, but sure. that website was a very interesting um, page, and it technically is still available. It was one of the oldest um, websites on the net. Um, the only thing that was like older that was like marketing wise was the, the old space jam. Yeah. Which <laughs> is still, a, which is still a thing by the way. And, the, and they kept the old, uh, well, yeah. And they kept the old website. You, uh, that you can't go to the actual, um, you know, uh, URL for it anymore. Cause it's for the new space jam, but you can still access the old site. They put it on like a subdomain or whatever. And, uh, right. yeah, and it's, and it's trippy to go back and look at that website man because uh because it's basically left as it was back in 96 when they created it and it's kind of a nice little time travel uh thing there um so after watching it a second time i think i sort of understand more um the agents that are in this story and from what i understand they're basically not necessarily working for any government agency per se I, I I thought at first when uh, I thought at first that like you know maybe they were part of the FBI or something like that, um, but uh, but they're not they don't really have a specific organization that they're working with. Um, pretty much all that we know about them is that they are the bad guys of the Matrix is kind of the best way I can describe them. I mean, I mean I think that was obvious while, while watching it, of course, but. Um, what I the but the interesting thing that I didn't really pick up on until it, it took a second time watching it for me to realize this, but basically they're able to morph into other people in the Matrix, and they're basically able to, um, you know, uh, they're basically able to yeah, like like I said, morph into other people, and so they have like an interesting way of traveling, and it's how um because when Neo. Um, is able to get out of the way of the train at the very end and have it run over the agent. Um, I, I at first I was like, "What the? How? How did he not die?" But it's because, um, but it's because he morphed into that nearby homeless person, and so I have to assume that that homeless person is now uh, a, a unfortunate casualty as a result. But we we don't really know that for sure, do we? Because it's not really yeah. ever shown. So, um. You know, I I want to kind of hear like 
all of your views and kind of your full idea before I actually go into like an in-depth okay. um, thing of what's going on. Uh, because I think everybody, um, you know, everybody who I know that I love Cinema Venture because it's just um, we're used to this, like, like all of these movies. Right. But, but, you know, you are coming at it from like a complete and total, like fresh view. And it's, and it's amazing mm-hmm. because um, like, we're all, we're all screwed over because we don't have the ability to like go in without any preconceptions or anything. And it's really, sure. really interesting to see your to see your take and what you got out of the movie. So before I say more, because I don't, okay. because I'm, I'm biting my tongue and I want to, uh, I'll, I'll give a few crumbs, but I want to wait until I kind of hear like your whole take of the movie of what you thought and what you got from the movie before I start um, saying things, because I know that um, kind of one of the things um, there's that part where, you know, you know, Morpheus is talking to Neo and he says, um, you know, I can't tell you what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, If I start telling you things, then that's going to change your perception and your view. And you're probably not going to like give us all of the raw. Okay. Okay. So, 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 well, so I want so you to keep going. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So, but, but here's what, here's what I'll do because, um, cause I don't want to just take up the entire time and just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but we'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and find some points where we can stop and sort of like a- analyze like what I had just okay. said or something. So, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try to do it that way. But, um, but going off of that point too, like, so, so I guess continuing from what I was going to say then, because, um, because what's interesting is it seems to me that uh, because it seems to me that the other uh, people in the matrix, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say it's hard to give these people a group because it's never really defined. They're not, the group isn't really defined. They're just people in the matrix, but, mm-hmm. um, but the, but the other, um, um, but the other folks, you know, it, it seems like they can morph into other people too, because, um, because Neo um, instantly recognizes the people uh, that are at his door at the very beginning of the movie. Um, and they do some sort of transaction that looks almost like he's selling Coke to them or something. Like I have to assume that's what's going on. Right. Like, <laughs> so, so it's actually, uh, so actually Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. um, the name that Neo has, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he is a hacker and he's dealing in illicit information mm-hmm. and the transaction is selling, um, some illicit program, some illicit, um, computer hacking program or virus or data or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, and it's, it's, it's an illegal. It is a very, very illegal transaction. Yeah. Well, and and we don't um, know. And, well, and we don't know what the program is supposed to do either. We just know that it's they're dealing dealing in some sort of, you know, shenanigans yeah. with that program. But yeah, right. It's not right. really. But, yeah, yeah. 
but there's some interesting things about um about the book that he has the program in uh that the those computer discs in mm-hmm. and and all kinds of stuff but we'll get to those we'll get to that in a moment okay fair but, enough fair yeah enough. but i can tell you that those are people right they're regular mm-hmm. they're they're regular people and there's nothing like where they have like powers or anything like that they're just they're normal normal people um and they actually don't know the truth they don't know the reality they're just functioning um because um one of the biggest themes of the matrix is um the perception of reality mm-hmm. and the duality of existence mm-hmm. um so effectively you know when you are you know when you're dreaming you don't realize that you're dreaming until you wake up right um but there are some people who are good enough to recognize that they're in a dream and lucid dream and then change, you know, everything that's going on and like, you know, start flying and everything Mm -hmm. that sound kind of familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I, I don't know if I, I, here's the thing. I actually don't know if I have lucid dreamt before a lot of the dreams that i have i just i just forget after within like 30 minutes of it happening so i don't really know i would like to think that there have been some times where i have lucid dream um before because i definitely have been in that you know like situation in my head where like i've been able to like kind of manipulate the dream a little bit you Mm -hmm. know and i'm able to do certain things um in my dream and yeah it's a it's a weird feeling man it's a weird feeling yes yes um, so uh is is there any significance of the uh the bunny logo that's used as sort of like the the symbol for the matrix uh because we see it tattooed on uh trinity's shoulder it's uh i believe it's on um neo's computer at the very beginning yeah and- so it, w- it wasn't trinity's shoulder it was the um, the lady at the door that was saying we need to bring him with me. Uh, we, uh, oh, is that not the same? The- uh, oh, is that not the same person? Okay, I must yeah. have thought they were the same person. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> um, but pretty much at the beginning, you know, Neo and Neo's a hacker, right? And in in the like really deep computer circles and different things like that. And, and, you know, in all of this stuff, um, there are these individuals, these like, you know, counterculture hacker, cyberpunky kind of people that are just hanging around looking on forums and different things. And people are like murmuring about like, you know, you know, like the secrets of existence and all kinds of different things. And, right. um, so Neo has stumbled upon this kind of information and he ends up, you know, hearing about this terrorist um, uh, that goes by the name of Morpheus. And so he's like searching and looking for information. That's what all the information and stuff that's on the computer screen when he's sleeping. Right. Uh, he's effectively running internet searches and, and, like trying to find out all of the information he can on Morpheus when 
all of a sudden his computer gets hacked and and yeah. it's it's kind of funny because nowadays that kind of hack is something that we're very very much aware can and does happen yeah um, right? but at the time it was a very very startling thing when like all of a sudden your computer just completely changes and then somebody's talking to you on your computer yeah um, right yeah because this but, was yeah 1999 yeah like the internet yeah. had just like gone into like you know i mean the internet yeah. was was around but it wasn't as you know like mainstream as it was you yeah, know back in those like er, like in the late 90s like that was sort of like right. the beginning uh like right at the very beginning when it became mainstream exactly yeah that was the beginning of the dot-com boom exactly um, mm-hmm. that was the that was that was that so yeah so pretty much um that happens and this person is talking to him and it's very weird that somebody's taken over his computer and it is very, very jarring when that person then says, Hey, um, follow the white rabbit. If you want some more information, you're like, what does that even mean? And then they say, knock, knock. And then all of a sudden somebody's knocking at your door. That's mm-hmm. like a really, really jarring, surprising thing. Yeah. Um, so that's the significance of that. Um, how that individual on the computer was able to know that there was somebody outside of Neo's door mm-hmm. and that they should follow and everything is really, really interesting. Yeah. And, uh, we don't really, uh, we don't really know that. It sounds like we might know a little bit later, maybe. But, yes. uh, but, uh, I, I will mention, uh, while we're on the subject of Trinity, I didn't, I couldn't find a good place to put this. So I'm just going to mention it here. One of my favorite lines, uh, towards the end when they're fighting the agents at the very end, <clears throat> she comes out of nowhere and like, and not, and, and like, like after, like, so Neo, um, is dodging bullets, right? And he's right. making a, and the agent makes a comment of, "Oh, you can dodge bullets." And she comes up from, uh, she comes up from the other direction, is like, "Dodge this," and just goes boom. <laughs> yes, that yes. that it's, was a great so line. iconic, Absolutely. very iconic. Yeah, that was an amazing line. Yeah, but uh, but talking about the agents again here. So here's we know also that the agents can tap into whatever system of communication that they have. Because because that's how Trinity kind of gets into the mess that they are in at the very beginning of the film, where she's, you know, she's having to, you know, evade them, jump across buildings to evade the police and the agents. Right. Um, and, uh, and and we also know that the agents have tools of their own to get information that involve mm-hmm. this like cyber bug almost that like that. That was kind of a like, that was kind of a little like creepy crawly scene where uh where it's just where it just crawls into neo's belly button and is like used for like yeah. tracking and stuff like that like and like and, and the way they remove it too it like it kind of remind reminded me of what paramedics use like you know those like shock things that they use to uh basically like <laughs> get people to wake up or whatever and they even right. they're even are just like clear <laughs> when they uh <laughs> when they do yeah. that right like it's completely exactly like that and also, apparently, they could just shut someone's mouth, apparently, too. Yes. Like, yes. that's creepy and weird to me. Yeah, bad. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is another interesting thing of what is going on. And I, uh, and I, I, 
I know that um, kind of some of the pre-conversation that we had that you have a couple more points that you want to make. And I want to mm-hmm. wait until, um, you know, you know, we get to a certain point. I think you'll see what point and then I'll okay. kind of give you more of a um a a rundown of exactly kind of decompressing like okay. all right what you've set up to this point but sure, yeah sure. And, okay. so that's going to be interesting too yeah all right fair enough fair enough i want to talk about uh cipher uh cipher is mm-hmm. a very interesting character because i i because i noticed this and 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 again it was one of those things that i noticed the second time watching through but he's eating steak with one of the agents there and he basically becomes an imposter, basically like a saboteur, if you will. And, and, he, and he's, you know, he, he eventually like tries to take everyone out there because like, because he's like a traitor at towards the very end of that film when they're trying to get back to uh, that yes. building. The uh, I believe it's called the Nebuchadnezzar. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. The, um, so when they're trying to get back to the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, the hover ship. Right, right. When they're trying to, well, technically, they never left the ship. They're still in the ship. Technically. So, so I think, uh, I, I actually think, um, cause, uh, I think right now, and I, I think I've gotten to the point where I want to start, um, giving you a little bit of information. Okay. Cause it, I've, I, the, what you've your viewpoint is very very interesting because the matrix has been around for such a long time right and it is so ingrained in so much pop culture and all kinds of different things that at this point i you know i'm very certain that like everybody watching this episode you guys all know what the matrix is and everything yeah. and i think or, everybody... or at the very least like like even before we watched this movie i had a general idea of what the matrix right. kind of was, but not right. certainly not to the extent that I know now, but, but yeah, everyone kind of, it, it's the same as like star. It's the same like star Wars, right? Like everyone, exactly. even if you hadn't, haven't seen star Wars, you know enough about it just from tangential, like exactly. you know, references. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. exactly. And so the idea, and I think it's, I think it's really interesting because it has been, such a long time since I've been able to like talk to somebody who has just only seen the matrix mm-hmm. and they have no like outside information. They don't, they've not encountered any of the other media or anything like that. And it's such a, it's such an awesome and raw mm-hmm. view. And I really, and I really appreciate you like having me on so I could like, Oh, absolutely, man. Help you decompress it. Um, and yeah, kind of go through some stuff <laughs> for sure. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so let's actually get to the root of everything because now that we've gotten to cipher, I think it is very, uh, I think we're to that point where I want to kind of explain what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, um, so first and foremost, I know you kind of said it and everything, but, uh, I want to hear what you think the matrix is. So like, okay. what is, so I'm asking you, what is the matrix? Okay. Well, and, and it's interesting cause I had an entire thing, um, you know, set up, uh, for this. Yeah. So, so we'll jump ahead a little bit here in the, uh, in the okay. doc, but yeah. So 
because yeah and and i kind of uh proposed that exact question in uh in the in the in our notes here here's here's what i think it is okay okay because morpheus because here's the thing morpheus keeps using these descriptors like you mentioned everyone is enslaved to the matrix the matrix is everywhere the truth is out there and is hidden from you what in fact is real right like he morpheus morpheus is using all of those you know descriptors right and what i believe the matrix is like i i I mean it, it i i describe it as a way of life, a simulation, quote unquote, okay. and the world that you're living in itself. Okay. I that's so, what I that's what I think it means. So the matrix itself is a system of control. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to give a little bit of outside information okay um i'm not um this is i consider a very 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 soft spoiler for the animatrix there's two shorts the second renaissance part one and two okay um but they're not standalone stories what they are they're historical records that kind of give you a little bit of a backstory as to what's going on in the matrix um so pretty much years from what would be today's actual present day um there um we have perfected ai Mm -hmm. and have artificial intelligence that um has a level of understanding and and everything that is practically human yeah um Mm -hmm. And um, we reach a level of technological advancement and enlightenment and everything where we've got all of these robots that are doing all of like the dangerous hard labor stuff. We can just relax and exist. Um, And it's a great time of human prosperity, but it's built off of the backs of all of these robots that are effectively property and done everything and you can kind of hear what that might sound like when you start thinking about it mm-hmm. and so obviously just like history repeating these individuals the robots effectively say hey um we would like rights we would like some autonomy we would like some control of ourselves and it all comes to a bit of a head when um kind of a a robotic butler um threatened with you know just being disassembled and thrown away murders its owner and mm-hmm. that then sparks this really really big kind of machine human conflict which turns into war after the humans effectively decide to lash out at the robots and that then turns into like a massive world conflict 
Um, and humans realizing that the machines were powered by, you know, renewable energy, like, like solar power and stuff like that, they decide um, that it's a smart idea to block out the sky. So mm. they do something called Operation Dark Sky, and they effectively completely and totally block out the sun. Which, um, which is what, uh, which, if I remember correctly, is kind of um, that image that we saw. Because remember when they were in the uh, that right that sort of white room, sort of like Apple presentation right? room sort of thing. That it kind of reminded me of. But um, but he uh, but when he mentions when Morpheus mentions that we're actually in twenty one ninety nine and shows sort of this like sort of dystopian sort of future right, where right. everything is look lo- looks like you know decrepit and everything is that what they're is that what that's referring to? That's exactly what that's referring to. Effectively, because yeah. because real- as soon as you described it, uh, like yeah, that's instantly what I thought of. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Exactly, exactly, and so pretty much humanity destroyed the planet to try to take control but robots are these inherently practically immortal all powerful things so it's really kind of hard to stop that mm-hmm. so what ends up happening is they block out the sun and the robots still win um and the robots then of the machines effectively were like, well, since we can't rely on solar power and our, our nuclear power isn't going to like power everything. Well, what else energy source is out there? Hmm. Well, we've been taking apart these human soldiers that we've captured, you know, like ripping them, like ripping their anatomy apart and everything. And we found that they actually have a substantial amount of, you know, electrochemical energy. Um, you know what would happen? You know what? What we could take a bunch of them, like the entire human race, and put them into these giant power farms and connect their nervous systems up to our network and effectively just harvest the electrical energy from them. And that combined with our, that combined with the um, nuclear energy that we have would be all of the energy that we would ever need for, for all existence. And that's the process. uh, That's the process. Correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, where they're like in the chairs and they're in sort of the, you know, quote unquote simulation that they are in. That's what that is, right? Exactly. So okay. pretty much what the so pretty much what the machines did was they made a giant network, a matrix of all of humanity and put them into a giant simulation. Because if mm-hmm. they are if you effectively are in a dream and don't know that you're dreaming, does it matter? Yeah, well, Will you and, fight? and that's what and that's what Morpheus, I guess, is trying to uh, imply, right? Um, yes, yes, yes. This movie, yeah. uh, this the movie and the entirety of the Matrix is, um, you know, a lot of people who know it on a base level know of the Matrix as you know, big action movie, but it's not really an action movie. It's not really. It's not really an action. 
saga. I, I, I would say I would say it's more than yeah. I would say it's more than just an action movie. Yeah, because it's yeah, very because it, it is an action movie, just not. Like they, a, but yeah. yeah, they they use they they use action to kind of punctuate and add spice to what is right. actually a very hard sci-fi philosophy mm-hmm. story sure and um and and the matrix is a very very hard philosophy thing which is um pretty much to to quote morpheus you know what is real how do you define real right you know uh-huh. and and it's really interesting like especially going into today where you know if you've played like for instance you know we've we've been through countless live events in Fortnite right 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 and you know you remember like when we were there at the Travis Scott concert right right mhm mhm but here's the key thing that i just want to point out Okay. I just use the I just use the terminology. You remember when we were there at the Travis Scott concert. We were not physically at a Travis Scott concert. We no, were we no. were we were we were behind computer screens. Yeah, you know, we, doing yeah we were in front of computer we screens watching something happen in a video exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't even in we weren't even in the same room. But right. Mm-hmm. We had the experience of physically being together. We have the experience of doing that. That is the memory that we have. Right. So does that make it any less valid? Did it, did it not happen? Did it not count? No, of course not. Because it yeah. was. A, it, 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 and, that's, yeah. and that's kind of the, the point of the Matrix. And that is what the Matrix is. It is mm-hmm. effectively a system that was created to effectively give people an alternate reality to blind them from this external reality. Because if they live, if you were born in the video game and you live your entire life in the video game and you die in the video game, you've just lived a life. You don't have an idea of something outside of this everything. Right. That was your experience. That was your existence. And that's all that matters. Just like, you know, if, you know, there's a philosophical, you know, thing where Plato, uh, there's a philosophical thing, Plato um, in the cave, where he's talking about, you know, if you had a bunch of people that were chained their entire lives, where they could only see this wall in this cave, and that was everything. Um, The and you put a you know their entire life you have a fire burning and all they see are the shadows on the wall that becomes their reality yeah that's the ex- so and the yeah. moment that you take them out of the cave and show them that there's this grand more stuff that is an awakening yeah sure well and and, and you mentioned uh you know if you you mentioned uh you know you live the life and you die earlier right and and that's something that i thought was interesting is that just because you're in the matrix doesn't necessarily make you immortal, right? Like, um, and Morpheus even says, like, if right. you die in the matrix, your physical body also dies as well. But, and also apparently, uh, they get turned into batteries after they die. You find out too. Well, which... it's, it's, it's not that they tr- get turned into the batteries. They are always the batteries. That's the point of them being in the system. The point of them being yeah. there is 
they are connected so that they can be used as energy for the machines. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the machines have constructed and you get to learn a lot more with the later movies, but mm-hmm. effectively they have constructed a reality so that everybody, all of the people in the matrix, they are just kept blind to the fact that they are effectively slaves to these machines. Yeah. And that's, and that's what the matrix is. And so the agents that you are seeing, the agents are actually sentient computer programs. They are AI made by the machines for the sole purpose mm-hmm. of stamping out anybody who can lucid dream for lack of a better way of saying it right. because just like I was talking about by dreams a moment ago and see now everything's starting to come full circle mm-hmm. when you can if you become aware that you're dreaming you can start changing the dream um, yeah, and, which is what Neo uh, um, realizes he can do and eventually does. Yes. And so mm-hmm. that is a very bad thing when everybody else doesn't know that they're dreaming. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's funny you were it's funny you mentioned AI, right? Because, uh, yeah, because because I love how they're having that conversation about AI and bearing in mind, this is 1999 when they're having this conversation about AI, right? And it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, AI is sort of this like grand big thing in 2199, whereas right now we're just using AI to basically make images and memes and writing scripts right now, which I think is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so yeah. And so, so that is, so the matrix is so much a a series of control and the individuals that you see that are in the ship and everything, these, um, these, um, um, Zion, they're, they're Zionists. They're called Zionists because there's a, um, in the movie, they say that the last human city is a place called Zion. And that's the last yeah. place where free humans and by free, yeah. meaning that, um, these are people who are not connected directly to the machine system and they're not being used as energy they're effectively yeah they're they're effectively free from the machines yeah well and and they and they kind of state that that's their goal is or like that that's the agent's goal is to take control of zion and and basically they have to get to it before everyone else does but that's the thing um and, and that's the thing and i'll touch on this uh later too but this movie was definitely written with a sequel in mind because because uh, they oh, talk absolutely. about this city called Zion, but but it's never shown. We don't know where it is, and it's not exactly clear um, exactly why those agents want it, other than to say like, you know, it's like uh, other than the description that we have, you know, like uh, yeah. so there's definitely some room for more. Uh, oh yeah, you know, storytelling I, when it comes to that. So I won't say any. I won't say anything on that. Because, sure, sure. Because um, uh-huh. you know that's getting into the other movies. But, sure, sure. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it. I mean, it's the last human city. It's the last place because the people who are freed, what they're doing is you know like you know what Morpheus and Trinity and um, that whole crew. What they're doing is they are hacking back in to the matrix they're actually connecting to the system mm-hmm. uh and 
doing things inside of the system. Um, and because of the fact that they are, um, they use the term awakened. Um, yeah. Because of the fact that they are awakened, they know the reality of what the matrix is and everything. Then, you know, as soon as you start playing a video game and you know that you're playing a video game, then you're going to be like, well, how can I min max this? How can I kind of, right. you know, cheat the system and everything? And that's effectively what they're doing. They yeah. understand, uh, they, they all understand that they are in a simulation. And when you understand the limits of the simulation, then you can just skirt around it because it's yeah. a system and all systems can be broken. Right. And well, so that's, yeah. that's what they're doing They're That's how they're like, you know, that's how they can jump farther and, and move faster and do all kinds of different things. The thing is though, is that um, things like agents, they're computer programs and the human mind just can't compete with that. And that's right. the reason why the agent, that's the reason why, you know, they're like, you see an agent, you run because agents, although agents, just like everything else are subject to the limitations of the system, they're, you know, it's, it's pretty much, you co they've coded a video game and the video game, <laughs> when you drop a ball, it's going to fall at a certain level or, right, you know, different right. things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, but in reality, um, it's it's all code, and if you yeah. know how to kind of bend that, you can bend that. Yeah, agents well, agents are subject to the same restrictions of the system, um, but they have powers and the ability to do more, and that's right. why yeah, you yeah. shoot a, you shoot a gun, and they just get out of the way because they can just right. Program yeah, themselves and, and out it's of the not way. until right, and because because that's the thing, it, it, it's not until um, Neo has this like moment where he is. Like where because it, it, and they try to like basically give you a visualization of what's happening in the movie where basically mm -hmm. like his vision sort of changes and it all becomes binary numbers like all the objects become binary numbers essentially and when right. uh, and you'll notice that he's that the agent actually dies when his sort of uh, when he just sort of disintegrates into a bunch of ones and zeros. And they just disperse all over the place, right? Like, because it's not and until I then. I don't want to say anything. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to say anything. You need yeah. to watch it. it it's, you're going to need to watch the next movie. Sure. So sure. I'm not going to say anything with that. But, um, yeah. but it, it is a, it, it's effectively um, Neo, um, you know, um, I don't want to say that. That that's also something that that I shouldn't okay. say yeah, until yeah, we yeah. go to the other movies. But sure, sure. Um, mm -hmm. but the thing is though is that um over the course of this movie, um Neo is given a series of choices. And that's one of the big things and one of the most important aspects of the entirety of um the matrix. Um the idea of choice. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the blue, the blue pill, blue pill, and the red pill, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because, because, yeah, technically, this entire time, like he, he, he is given a choice. Like he can back out. Um, at, like, like he has one last chance at the very end before he, uh, before he takes the red pill. Like he could have taken the blue pill and it just gone right back to uh, where he was. Mm -hmm. You know, end of the story. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be as exciting of a movie if he did that, but. He had yeah. the option to do so, right? Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and and I and I want to talk about that um, that whole like 
you know, the when he goes, when he turns into sort of this, you know, sort of creature, computer program, or whatever you want to call it, right? Right. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about the fact that, like, because you have computers, like, I, I always thought that this film, that computers were going to be, like, sort of the main focus of this film. Like, that's kind of what I was, what I deduced from, like, the artwork and stuff like that. But yeah, right. but it's more about like, yeah, like you said, the computers and the sort of like networks that um, that are about them. Like it, it, it's the fact that the the computers are sort of an aid to the simulation, for lack of a better term. Right. And um, they're yeah. yeah, they're they're an analog. Um, yeah, they're, they're effectively. Things that are there because they need to be simulated right um but in reality the entirety of the matrix is just a giant computer simulation it is a giant Mm -hmm. computer simulation and you know you're like literally like everything is code the 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 trees the air everything all of that doesn't actually exist it's all different things because when you really think about it um everything that we experience we're experiencing through the senses that we have Mm -hmm. and that's going into this you know ball of meat in in, uh, between our eyes that um that is just in this cold dark environment that Mm -hmm. never sees the light of day um it's it's the thing that is doing the experience yet everything that it is experiencing is coming from external information so if you just fake all of that external information that uh, you know it's like in philosophy and like science fiction and everything they call it like brain in a vat Mm -hmm. um if you if you effectively have a brain in a vat that's connected to a computer that brain who's to say that that brain couldn't experience an entire life and everything like we are walking around or who's to say we are walking around who's to say that you know we're not brains and vats yeah well and 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 it's interesting that this network also kind of revolves around this sort of um you know phone system that they have and there's only specific phones that they can use to kind of get back to uh the nebuchadnezzar right um, but, and, 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 it, and you can't use the, uh, and you can't use the flip phone that, uh, that Morpheus sent, uh, Neo when he was at his, uh, office job, but by, by the way, quick, uh, quick side jag, um, those office cubicles, uh, not only reminded me of, uh, the cubicles my dad used to work in, like they, they looked exactly the same like that, yeah. um, because he used to work in an office like that. But it also kind of reminded me briefly of the movie office space, which we've covered on this show yeah. before. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and, and that was, I thought that was pretty good. I, I, that, it, I, I was like, wait, are we watching office space again? <laughs> That's what I was thinking <laughs> in the moment. Uh, but back to the, uh, but back to the phones thing for a second. And, um, so the, so the thing that happens is you have, there's a specific phone that you have to pick up in a specific location. And that basically is the way that they transport back to their, you know, quote unquote body at the Nebuchadnezzar at that point, right? And it's so, and it's one of yeah. those situations where it's like you just pick up the phone and then presumably you just 
put it to your ear and then you're back in the uh, sort of lab area or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much um, um, those are referred to as hard lines. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, just like, you know, like if you were hacking into a computer system or something like that, you need some kind of point of entry, some way to get into the system. Um, well, the way that they have figured out is they've figured out um, through the use of phones, of phone communication and everything. And that allows you to kind of get in and out of the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, pretty much they effectively will say, hey, we need you to go here or we need you to go there. And when you pick up that line, then they can grab your signal and gracefully disconnect you. Because um, the problem isn't so much, you know, that you have to, you have to get to the phone or something so that you can get out of the matrix. The problem is um, when you break it down and really think about it, you're not physically going anywhere. You're just connecting to the system. But the problem though, is that your mind is effectively somewhere else. It's in the system. Right. And so, and so what they're talking about by, you know, your brain makes it real or, you know, you know, you die in the matrix, you die in real life. It's, it's not so much that like, if you get shot in the matrix, you're going to get a bullet in your physical body in the real world. That doesn't happen. Although, they, although does he, happen, does, he does start bleeding though at well, certain actually, points though. Yeah. Well, actually what, what does happen though okay. is you will feel all of the biochemical responses because there's nothing mm. that your brain, like if you, when you put your hand on like a hot plate, right? Right, right. Uh, when you, when you're putting your hand on a hot plate, um, you feel the heat, you, it, it burns, ow, you, you, you take your hand away. Um, but that's not all that happens. Your body then starts sending, you know, you know, antibodies and 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 stuff you you actually have like a physical reaction um that's caused by your that that's partially physical you know but then also a bit of it is actually caused by the mind there's a lot of like illnesses that you can have that will physically affect you even though there's not an actual like virus or anything that's causing it it's uh-huh. just it's just in your mind so so yeah, you're gonna bleed because your your mind makes it real. Your mind, your your body is responding to the stimulus and everything that your brain has. And if your yeah. brain says, "I'm getting punched repeatedly in the face," mm-hmm. you need to send blood to the area to make sure that you know these those tissues aren't damaged, even though you're not physically getting punched in the face, your body's going to have the response. Right. Right. The same way. It's the, it, and, and that's kind of what's going on. It's if something happens, then you're, you're going to have the response. You're going to respond like that thing actually happened to you. But then to the same respect, if your mind is technically not in your body and the connection 
gets severed, you're a brain dead corpse. Yeah. And that's the problem. And that's the reason why they need hard lines because it, it, it's not so much that it exists as a way of like physically getting them out of the matrix because that's not happening. What Mm -hmm. it is, is it's giving their mind a construct and something to understand, to understand, okay, it's, I am leaving the system and waking back up in myself in the real world. And that's kind of the reason why they need that. And you'll end up seeing a whole bunch of other stuff in the later movies. Um, um, possibly even where, you know, you don't even, it, it happens a different way. It could happen a different way and in, in yeah. everything, because really the whole point of it is, is it exists solely as a way of saying, I am, so, I, I am moving in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so quickly here, uh, I want to go over the, uh, the, I, I, I mentioned it earlier and I want to talk about the, uh, Sort of like the the method uh, that happens after you take the uh, the red pill, which Neo does, right? And because it there's this intricacy, the intricacies of this uh, sort of transformation are fascinating to me. So, yeah. um, so immediately upon consuming the red pill, um, Neo is basically sort of transformed into this sort of new person, and they have they go through the all of these like sort of. Um, sort of like uh, they go through this process right where for, where one he uh like this sort of like he gets engulfed in this sort of chrome goop substance it strips all of his hair off um and he slides down the weirdest water slide i've ever seen in my life and okay. then you know gets a bunch of operations done on his body in order to quote unquote be ready right and yeah. this it is quite the process. I mean, Cypher was not getting around <laughs> when he made that Wizard of Oz reference <laughs> talking right. about uh, you know, Kansas going bye-bye. Like uh yeah, yeah that is that is quite the process <laughs> to uh, so, be prepared. So what's so what so what was happening there is it's that it's not like that goop goes over and he loses everything. What you're actually seeing when he's hairless. And he has all those little ports and everything all over him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the real him. That's how he has looked his entire life. He has been in this little, he's been in this pod connected to the matrix, connected to the world of the matrix his entire life. Um, the red pill that he took, it doesn't do anything to him per se. Actually, what it is, is it's a trace program. Because they need to be able to find him in the real world. They need to find his body because what the system does when you take the red pill is it effectively sends all of the signals to the matrix that you just died mm-hmm. um, without you actually dying. Because you, you got to think of it like, you know, it's a giant th- it. it you've got a giant farm, like a power plant. Mm-hmm. They they refer to them as the power plants. And so like you've got this giant power plant with all of these human batteries. If one battery dies, what are you going to do? You're going to replace it. Right. Right. So when 
a person dies, they're not just going to leave that person in that pod. They're going to flush that pod out and then put a new baby in it so that it can grow into another human battery. Right. And so, so when you take, when you take the blue pill, um, the blue pill effectively just puts you back to sleep the same way that um, the agents made him wake up in his bed when they put the bug, that little weird creature thing into his belly button. Right. Right. Um, you know, that nightmare thing happened and then he just wakes up and he's just like, Oh, that was, that, I guess that was just a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the blue pill's going to do the same kind of thing. It's also the same kind of trick that, um, that um, Trinity used when they were in the club and, you know, it's just like, what is the matrix and everything? It's just like, you know, you mm-hmm. got to make a choice. And then he just wakes up in his bed. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, and, and that's what leads home. into right, and that's what yeah. leads him to uh, being like, "Oh shit, I'm late for work." Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like he yeah. just he just woke up. He didn't realize that there was no time in between. Right. It's just all in his perception. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. So, so you take the blue pill, you wake up in your bed, and you go back to living your life. You take the red pill though, and what the red pill does is it then acts as a beacon. So that the crew, um, and that's like all of the stuff where they had like all the, the weird technology and everything. And they were like talking like, oh, I'm looking for him. Oh, I'm looking for him. It's yeah, just like, yeah. no, 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 we need time. We need time. Oh, we only have so much time. Because effectively what they're trying to do is they're trying to trace his signal to find out where he is in the machine's power plant. Right. Because, because they need to be there to catch him or else he's going to get ejected out and just drown. Right. Well, and yeah, and 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 it's like that series of programs. Yeah, because I because I want to talk about that, right? Because um, because apparently because it's not just that you can be in the real world. Like, there's also sort of like some, I guess, sort of training simulations. I guess you could say that they exactly. run, um, where um, uh, where because like Neo and Morpheus have like a little kung fu session, and then they have another right. one that's sort of like this. They literally called it the jump program where you have to jump right. from one building to another. Um, you could, uh, the, the other one that I thought was kind of funny, right. was the fact that um, apparently you could also program the real, the real world to have a red dress girl that that one engineer guy put in the program. And, and I love how he's mm-hmm. so proud of, uh, of, of putting that in the program to the point where he, he basically kind of becomes like a little, like a digital pimp almost. And because yep. he's talking about like, uh, I can arrange you to have a, I can arrange you to have a date with her, you know, Neo and all this other stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, yeah. but here's, here's my biggest problem with this entire movie because they have the, they apparently have the ability, at least Morpheus has the ability to pause the real world at any time. At least, so, or at, or at the very least, in that particular simulation. So, so he does in that simulation. So yes. why? Yeah. So is there a reason why they can't just do that when they're fighting the agents? Is that a different program, or so, is there? Yes. Yeah. So, so think of it kind of. Uh, think of it kind of like this. Okay. Um, you, it's the difference between a single player game and a MMO. Okay. Okay, the Matrix 
is a massive simulation. In fact, that's the reason why um, when they were looking at all of that green code, all of the all of the the code that was falling, and you know, and ciphers like you know, I don't you know, you know, we have to look at it this way because it's too much information. It's it's uh, it's the equivalent of having like you know the most powerful supercomputer on the internet running your your Fortnite lobby, mm-hmm. right? Um, as opposed to playing a game of Unreal Tournament from you know nineteen ninety um eight mm-hmm. on 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 your local network. Like it's, it's a magnitudes different um, when it comes to like the processing power and, and, and the information. So what they're doing is, you know, in all of their, in in all of the simulations that they're doing, they are very small scale simulations. In fact, like um, let's go back to that. Like if you rewatch that scene, um, you may have paid attention to the woman in the red dress because that's the point of the woman in the red dress to distract you, to make right. you mm-hmm. not pay attention to the details. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to that same scene and you ignore the woman in the red dress, you'll see that there are only 12 people on that street and they're just repeated over and over and over and over again. They're oh, all really? duplicates of each other. All of the people that you see mm. in that huge crowd scene is they're they're duplicates of each other. Okay, they're the same. They're the same few people over and over and over again. You mm. even see like two or three copies of the same person in the same yeah. scene. Is that um, what uh, is that what the um, deja vu thing means too? Because at one point, so, yeah, because Morpheus or, or or not Morpheus, sorry, uh, Neo mentions deja vu. And they and the way that they describe they it in the movie, yeah, and they freak out because they're saying that that it's a glitch in the matrix, and I'm st- I still can't wrap my head around that. So, so just like they're saying, like, oh, I want you know, I need guns, or I need this, or I need that. They mm-hmm. have to do all of that in that in um, the white room is they call that the construct. It's it's effectively their own little private server, right, right, that's running on the ship. Mm-hmm. And you can then change yourself or create items or different things like that. And it's kind of like hacking a single player game. You can, if you know, like the item ID number or something like that, then you can put that in your inventory. And then when you're playing the game, now you've got that thing without having to actually get the thing the normal way. Well, what they do is they set themselves up with whatever clothes and gear and tools and everything like that. They just program it and then they just put it in their pockets and then hack into the matrix. And now they've got those things. They've got the guns, they've got the, the gear and the tools and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're the admin of the system, that doesn't matter. You don't need to hack that. You can just be like, I want this wall to be blue now. So mm-hmm. you can just change the code and make it blue. But the problem though, is that when you're making that change, anybody that is in the vicinity of that change is going to be affected by the fact that that change just happened. And so what deja vu is, is whenever they change something in the matrix, then people in the immediate vicinity experience some very weird shit. Um, it could be something as simple as you see the same exact cat walk by 
multiple times because which is what Neo experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Or there could be all kinds of other crazier phenomenon and weird things. And um, that's something not, not, not that you're going to have to watch. Either. Not the podcast yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. That's something you're going to have to, to, you know, watch in some of the, yeah. you know, the other movies and uh, especially in the animatrix, there's a very, mm, very mm-hmm. thing good about, um, about things getting changed in the matrix. Uh, in one of the shorts on the Animatrix, it's, yeah, and, it's yeah. and it's an amazing, it's an amazing short. It, yeah, well, um, here's what, and here's one thing that I noticed uh, the second time through, and I don't, and I don't know if this is intentionally done this way on purpose or not, but I, I recognize something um, towards the beginning and towards the very end. You'll recall okay. that at the very beginning of the movie. Room 303 is the room that Trinity is in and where the police right. officers are being raided at the very beginning of the film. And I'm pretty sure that's the that's same right. room 303 that Neo uses to get back to the Nebuchadnezzar at the very end of the movie. Exactly. And that's the reason why. Uh, and that's the reason why Agent Smith was there and shot him because Agent Smith realized, oh, this is the same building that we fought trinity at earlier so, yeah mm-hmm. so since she was in that room that must be where their hard line is right. so instead of so i'm gonna let the other guys go ahead and chase them and see if they can get them and then i'm just gonna go into that room because i think yeah. that that's where he's going and it turned out to be that's exactly where he's going hey right. congratulations you're yep. right here you fa- so yeah I'm, i so, found him yeah mm-hmm. i found him so and and so then he shoots yeah him. and um, uh yeah and and going back to the whole like uh, to the lab, like the Nebuchadnezzar lab thing, right? That that is the quote unquote real life that they're living in is in that That's facility, life. right? Yeah, and yes. uh, wh- wh- where also apparently they um, they appears that they only have oatmeal to eat for every meal, and they can just imagine it being in a, another food entirely. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's effectively uh, so. Humanity has uh, humanity has to live underground, right? Um, it's it's everybody's living in all of these old maintenance tunnels and different things like that. So this facility, the ship that they have, the Nebuchadnezzar, it, it's a hover ship, um, and uh, it has pretty much everything that they need for you know long swaths of time. Um, they have to return back to. Zion, which is the human city, um, so that they can, you know, restock with with supplies and you know everything. But but effectively, since you don't have a sky, you don't have animals that you can breed to 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 cook. So really, the only thing that you have is to you know create like you know fungus and like chemically created you know practically soylent Mm -hmm. they're 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 pretty much eating soylent for for every meal um and um and so that's what that that goop is yeah and you know yeah it's it's yeah it's actually a very jarring thing going Mm -hmm. going from the simulated reality where you've got all these kind of somewhat creature comforts to effectively living in a post-apocalyptic world um is really jarring and yeah. i think that leads to um 
something that you wanted to talk about uh, that you were mentioning about Cypher being an interesting individual. Well, when you take the red pill and you get kicked out of the system, it's not like you can just be like, oh, wow, I don't like this. I want to go back. Yeah, they specifically even say that. Yeah, you can't go back. Yeah. yeah. But, but what if you could? What if you could very, very stealthily get in touch with the machines and be like, hey, I'll do something for you if you promise to take me and just put me back into the power plant? Would, could you just like take me and just reconnect me back to the matrix like wipe my memory of all of this stuff because i i don't want to remember having to yeah live and that's in this why, cramped tin can and that's why and cypher is eating that steak with the agent at that point i guess yeah exactly because yeah. um before the movie before the movie even started um cypher was already a traitor um at mm. the beginning of the movie uh at the beginning of the movie um trinity is talking to cypher and he's talking about like you know you know you know we're gonna we're gonna kill him like all the others and blah 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 and she's just like well this one's different and i'm watching him because it's effectively trinity is in the matrix tracking neo finding neo and um she then mentions hey did you hear that and cypher's like "I i don't hear anything i didn't hear anything and the whole time, there's that thing that's going across the screen. That was a trace. That was a trace program that Cypher had started to reveal Trinity's location to the agents. Oh, damn. And he, and he effectively tried to set her up to get killed. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why um, that's why they were so confused. Like, how was this tapped? You know, like that's that's why they were so exactly. confused at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's just like this doesn't make I, any sense. This yeah, doesn't yeah. this doesn't make any sense because they they're very careful. They're they're looking yeah, at everything. Yeah. So so the thing that's running is a trace program where they are tracing uh uh they they are tracing based off of the information that was given by um Cypher. Mm-hmm. And Cypher is Cypher knows that the trace is happening. But he's lying and he's continuing to talk, even though she's like, I want to go. I want to get off the phone. I think the yeah. line's being tapped. Um, he's keeping her on the line specifically so that she gets traced. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and here's, here's what I'll say, right? Is that um, this is why I think this movie was written with a sequel in mind, because I mentioned before um, you have, uh, you have the, uh, the 1999, um, you know, it being actually being right. 2199. And the fact that we don't really know exact, like, there's no reason given for why, um, you know, why this is the case. They just know that it's twenty one ninety nine. Um, we also know that, uh, you know, the Zion. We don't, like I mentioned, we don't know where Zion is, and but we know that it's significant. But the, right. but the, but to, but to go back, but to connect to your previous point, we at the very end we hear Neo. Um, doing sort of the exact same recruiting to what I have to presume is another kind of unknown individual that we don't know who that is yet. And it kind of so, almost sets it up perfectly for a sequel at the end, because that's the last scene of the movie, like going back to the very be- like doing the same thing that 
they were doing at the beginning, Neo is doing at the end now. So, um, actually, he's not recruiting anybody. Oh, he's he's actually directly leaving a warning. Mm. So okay. Um, so throughout the so throughout the movie, there's um you know there's kind of the whole idea of the one um that that there is the one this individual um that can um effectively defeat the systems of control that um the matrix is built off of and um you could effectively um you know win the war against the machines and so morpheus has been spending his entire life to um devoting himself to finding this individual you end up finding a lot of um um people who are very sensitive to what the matrix is and usually these individuals are found as children and um are taken out of the system so they actually have rules against you know after a certain age if a person is in the system like like when you're when you're a child anything's possible but you know as you grow up you kind of get cemented in your view of what reality is and is not and so once you get to a certain age it's not really a good idea to take you out of the matrix because you're kind of set in this is what reality is um and uh but they do that for neo because of you know his strong belief that this is this is the person that'll do this but to the same respect neo also is kind of set in his way and he knows that this is reality and everything and he this may or may not be real or i i don't like this or that or whatever and so he doesn't actually want to jump to saying like yeah i'm you know this all-powerful individual because his entire life he hasn't had power he doesn't have any of that so he doesn't understand that um and throughout the movie there's everybody who's speaking to things and you know the oracle um whom is um frankly like one of the most manipulative people in in like in in the universe um she like effectively is like telling everybody what they need to hear in order for them to fulfill what they need to do yeah and Mm -hmm. um and he has to die in order to understand how fake reality is mm-hmm. and effectively i'm i'm going to say that he really wasn't the one until smith shoots him yeah and he dies i and well and and here's what i'll say about this cuz i have a, a perfect point that goes into this and and we'll wrap with this so at the very end, right, as you mentioned, yeah, Smith shoots him, right? And right. I thought that this was kind of a little, like, this was sort of, like, fairy tale to me, and it kind of took me out of the uh, story a little bit. And that was okay. the fact that Neo and Trinity are basically, um, they're, it's basically, like, I, I, I it, this is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, they've been prophesized to, they're supposed to be together. They're supposed to be in a relationship. 
um, because the Oracle told her so. And because of that, um, you know, like, because of that, Neo's not supposed to be dead. And of course, a kiss is what brings Neo back to life after being shot by the, by, by the agent. Like, that to me, like, I feel like, like, this whole entire time, it's like, okay, yeah, there's like, um, there's like, everything connects and everything. But this one is just like, okay, you just put that in there so that the, the so that those two could kiss. That's what you were doing there, right? Like, I, I was kind of a little turned off by yeah. that. I'm not going to lie. So let me, let me actually take a moment to explain that very moment because it's pretty, it's pretty significant um, to okay. kind of the reality of the matrix. So remember how a moment ago I said that like, you know, your brain makes it real, right? Right. Um, so if you've been shot, okay, and you have all of the like responses of like, you know, if you can, you can feel that you got shot. There's a, there's a, there's a hot hunk of metal that you can feel in your chest. You can see the blood running out of you and everything like that. So for all intents and purposes, your mind and its experience is you've just been shot, but in the real world, nothing has happened to your body. Mm Mm-hmm. The only reason why you die in your flatlining is because your brain is effectively not thinking that it can pump blood anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's there. He's there. Right. I mean, he won't be if his brain doesn't tell his heart to start pumping again, but he's there in his, he's there. And he effectively hears her. It is not so much just the kiss, but it's effectively that emotional connection to this individual that he has started to fall in love with mm-hmm. um, that has him receptive to the information that she is saying. And effectively, while he has died in the Matrix, she is effectively saying you can't be dead. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much like that. She did some fairy tale stuff and then he came back. It's literally no, he's not dead because that isn't real. Mm-hmm. His brain is telling him that all of these things happen. And so it's responding. His physical body is responding to the stimulus that his fake body is getting. Mm-hmm. And that is the that is the single most powerful and most important moment in the entirety of Neo. When he is sitting there and he has that realization, because he you could be told, um, you, like going back to the very beginning, you could be told what the Matrix is, but you 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 won't understand it. You can't yeah. be told. You have to see it for yourself. And, and that is the yeah. moment. Yeah, that's the moment in which he sees it for himself. In which he's like, "Oh, wait a second, I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm actually not dead. Yeah. I'm just connected to a computer." And, game. and there's a and there's a and there's a sort of connection to that too because I can't believe we've gone this entire episode and we haven't even talked about um, the Oracle, right? I, and I briefly mentioned it there, right? And well, I don't I don't want to talk too much about the Oracle because that yeah. is something that's best left. Um, there are a lot of things in the movie 
which I have answers to and I can talk about, but I don't want to because okay. Fair you're going to, I, I, I know yeah, you need the, to experience does the Oracle. Yeah, I assume it, uh, the Oracle comes back in another uh, movie. I assume. Is that right? The Oracle is one of the most important central figures in the entirety of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's kind of that's kind of uh, shown throughout this movie too. It's like, yeah, and and I the best I can describe her is that she's kind of like this sort of wise woman that everyone sort of like consults, right? Um, so rather than uh, I, I did want to mention just one line that she says, which I thought was really funny. Right. Uh, the fact that when she she talks about what, you know, when you know you're in love and she says balls to bones. And I'm like, yeah, that's a phrase. <laughs> mm-hmm. She but, has a lot of phrases. Yeah, but she's not the creator of the Matrix, though. And we still don't fully know who that is yet as of right now. But uh, oh, I could I could see. uh, uh <laughs> you're, 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 I, I, you're not gonna you're, say anything. Yeah, you're biting your not tongue right now. Anything. I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, not gonna say anything. Not <laughs> so, gonna say um, anything. So uh, here's. A, so I had a uh, complete. I mean, we're already uh, an hour thirty into this, and I had another point uh, that I was gonna bring up. But uh, do you want to? Do you want to save this for uh, patrons? We can have a little separate. Uh, we can have a short little conversation for patrons about this point because I still want to talk about it. But uh, but yeah, but I think uh, we've. We've uh, we've d- had a really great conversation here, and I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So yeah, this is so, the, yeah. this is the start, and you know yeah, you're you're only dipping your toes in probably one of the most amazing things. There's a lot of people who say that they don't like the sequels, but uh, hopefully, I can help um, give a little bit of context because the mm-hmm. first movie there's a whole lot of action. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they are just setting kind of the foundations for the universe. Sure. Uh, but when you move further into the story, you don't need to have that whole, you know, discovering what the matrix thing is anymore because you, you, you already know at this point. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now they're getting into, well, why is the matrix? Mm-hmm. How is the matrix? Yeah, cetera, no, that, that's interesting. Okay, and and uh, we'll have uh, we'll have we'll we'll definitely get you back on in the future when we have uh, when we get to those movies. But for now, Absolutely. let's give uh, let's give our final ratings of this movie. I can I I think I can guess what your rating's gonna be. Side thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> well, it's hard, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yep. that um, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to rate it highly. Yep. Um, it, it's it's something that has been very formative to me and is um, a, a very very big part of like all of me. <laughs> so yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it's it's the beginning of something amazing. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So my rating here. Uh, I I am going to give this a thumbs up as well, and. It's and and I think it's kind of interesting the reason why I'm uh, you know I'm giving it a thumbs up because because I, I I mentioned at the very beginning that this movie it has a lot of layers like the Hunt for Red October the movie that we exactly. just talked about right but unlike Red October by the end of the movie I you know of course there was a lot to digest in this movie just like Red October unlike Red October though 
I felt like I did have sort of a semblance as to what was going on. Like I could understand, like I had a general idea of what was going on. Right. And, and I think that was the, uh, that was the key difference for me, you know? And, right, and, and of right. course the action was great. There's just the, I feel like there's just the right amount of fight scenes. Like they didn't overdo it, but at the same time it wasn't boring either. And so, yeah, it was a very captivating exactly. story for me. And I think they hit, everything just right um when it comes to this story so so yeah thumbs up for me man so uh sign uh thank you so much uh for joining us and helping me understand the matrix a little bit more and uh hopefully uh when we get to the next matrix movie i'll have an even better understanding going into it but uh absolutely uh, if the if the if the good folks want to find your work where can they go Pretty much, if you go to sign.com, S C Y N E.com, that is kind of the nexus of everything that I do. Um, You can actually just go and put like something.sign.com. So if you go like twitch.sign.com or twitter.sign.com or youtube.sign.com, that'll take you straight to where I am. But um, the big thing is if you go to signal.sign.com, that's going to take you to the signal where, um, you know, you can read and see all of my ramblings and things about like, you know, current events and, you know, pop culture, media, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to build an, a little bit of a community there where we're hanging out and talking about cool stuff. So, so yeah, that's man. signal, signal.sign.com. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Go check that out, folks. Uh, of course I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. You can join the conversation over at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the watch party, don't worry because we have it available for patrons on demand. You can uh, get it by supporting the show over at patreon.com slash Scott is one. Don't forget that I am live twice a week playing games with the community on my Twitch over at twitch.tv slash Scott is one. Send in your feedback about this uh, episode. What did you think of our conversation today? Email at cinemavention.com is the email address. And to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show head on over to cinemavention.com. Music has has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can check out his work at incompetech.com. Our next movie is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We'll be joined by Brian Cawford. And that is going to be a fun movie to talk about. I can't wait to discuss that movie with him. And I hope you will be there. (laughs) Yeah, man. I hope you will be there for that conversation. Until then... We'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)